Welcome to this uh, episode of Hangout with Sujata. And I have a very, very special guest, Michael. And uh, I would like to present Michael to the audience and they shall see why he is so special. So Michael, without further ado, shall we start the journey by listening to the, your playlist? The song is still Rolling Stones, right? Yeah. So we hear the song and then we'll chat on the side.
line in that song was I heard about the power and now I believe it kind of made me think about love in general about how you know love will kind of make you feel like you can move mountains you know and it's overall I think the genre that that whole album is in is Christian so it's mostly God is the overarching theme in most of those songs and that's what she's probably referring to in most of her songs but I just heard of that artist recently like within the past six to 12 months but I like it it's uplifting there's a lot of uplifting songs on that album and that song Rescue that she made is like it's a tearjerker and it actually was like on a video I saw about human trafficking and child trafficking so when i hear that song i automatically think of that and that's got to be the the saddest topic in the human psyche right now is what we hear about that how much of it is really going on how much is true how much is you know who knows i don't know yeah Oh, that's that's where I heard of that artist to begin with. Yes, the lyrics were beautiful. Thanks. I like the next one too. Yeah, so we'll uh, go to the next song. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, the next song is "You Say" by the same artist, I think.
Lovely song. It's the new one I heard too. It's I don't know, that one seems a little self-explanatory. Like, what was the quote? I forgot who said it, but do what you feel is right because at the end you're gonna be judged regardless. It's kind of like there's like a freedom I think that comes with having a strong faith in a higher power so that no matter how hard it gets, you believe in a, an overarching um, like purpose and that there's gotta be like a grand design, a meaning behind it all that we're just, we can't comprehend. So I feel like that was her, you know, music is what feelings sound like yes so i kind of got her message like that that's how it came across kind of like god take the wheel you know how do you judge a man or a woman like is it just the losses and wins added up is it how they made other people feel good deeds who knows and you're right, you will always be judged no matter what. Yeah. But if you believe in yourself, uh, I think that is important. Because people put you down most of the time. I heard, I listened to Terrence McKenna talks every once in a while. You hear Terrence McKenna? Mm. He, um, I don't know how he worded it, but he almost had me convinced that you know doubting yourself too much is like worshiping satan i don't know how he worded it but i was like yeah you know he's kind of got a point i guess he had me thinking about it you know even from a young age you kind of know what's right and wrong about certain things you just got a feeling as a little kid that maybe I shouldn't be doing this. I don't know what could happen, but it doesn't feel right. 
And they say, I don't know if it's true, that you have more neurons in your gut than in your brain, which is, you know, would explain gut feelings and intuition that we really do think with our gut too. And that the mind consists of the brain and the gut combined and maybe something else too. I don't know. I absolutely 100% agree with you because I always say, listen to your gut instinct. It yeah. will never, you know, it's rarely wrong. Because so, I've doubted it. I've gone against my gut instinct before and I paid for it. So, yeah, it's rarely, if ever, wrong. It's really a message. Would you yeah. like to share that experience when, you're, when you didn't listen to your gut? I mean, I can't think of one off, off the bat, like one particular, but I know I have. Maybe in like getting in the car with certain people, like being in certain, you know, going to certain parties or, you know, growing up, you don't really know. Kind of like those adolescent years, like that in like the high school years, like everything's all fun and games until someone gets hurt and someone drives drunk and gets into an accident. You know, we had, we had all of that where I'm from growing up. You know, it's, where did you grow up? I'm from Newburgh, New York. It's about 70 miles north of New York City. Okay. Yeah, and, you know, it's actually, there's a history, there's a lot of history in Newburgh. It was George Washington's first headquarters. It's where Thomas Edison discovered electricity. Um, I forgot what else, but now it's starting to get better now, but I think in the 80s and 90s, because even when I was growing up, I wasn't allowed to go like past like one or two blocks away from home. And there were times where maybe I'd venture a little out and I wasn't willing to go. You could just tell it was a rugged place but some things are changing down there now. You know, it's, it's definitely safer since I was younger, but it made some headlines back in the day. I don't know what it is about Newburgh, but it's rough. It's a, it's a rough, like there's a lot of poverty down there. Okay. Okay, so I'll go to the next song. And uh, the title is I Hope You Dance. Oh, this classic. You know this song, right? Yeah. Thank you. 
chances, but they're worth taking. Loving might be a mistake, but it's worth making. Don't let some helping heart leave you bitter. When you come close to selling out, reconsider. Give the heavens above more than just a passing glance. And when you get the choice to sit it out or dance, I hope you This is what I would call a life song. It has all the elements of life. Makes me think of my, someone who's in my life, someone I care about, someone who redefined my definition of love. And it's, it got to a point where I realized, or at least I think, you know, in my, in my own heart that when you really love someone, you want them to have the best of everything, experience anything they could imagine or imagine wanting to, even if you're not in the picture, even if it has nothing to do with you, you know, just 
genuinely wanting the best because I know a lot of people, um, they'll be in relationships with people and then when the relationship comes to an end, they're just so bitter and they have hatred for the other person. But I don't really think that's necessary because I mean, each case is different, but if you truly ever believed your own words that you loved that person, if you ever uttered them to someone, then you have to start with your definition of it. And there's no guarantees in life that love is ever going to find you worthy anyway. So if you should find it, you know, be, be grateful and hold on, you know, just like, I don't know, try to understand the essence of it and how it's kind of a, it's a life, if that's a life song, love is like the, like a language that, that keeps the life going, you know, so that's my interpretation of that song, that's why it's a yeah. popular no i like your interpretations because uh, i will never forget that when i first met you or rather we heard each other on clubhouse i you were the you i mean i don't try to bring gender in but genders are present in the world yeah. itself, so it is. It is. I, yep. and i wrote and i you know i was really touched because you're a very sensitive uh, caring man I have to say it's for people to understand what I'm coming to. But you actually wept when you heard my story. And I was totally overwhelmed and speechless because not many men do that. You know, we are always told in society uh, to confirm to certain things. And especially boys and men are told not to, you know, share their emotions openly. You know, like they'll tell you, don't cry. But yeah. I think crying is a very powerful uh, emotion you know yeah. and can also be releasing and healing so uh, bottling it up i don't think it uh, makes any sense and i don't think we should ever attach any gender to certain emotions yeah definitely not i think um it's just natural it's just natural exactly so if you fall down and hurt yourself you are going to wince in pain right or you're going to make an excellent exclamation so how is it different from you know the emotions going at a different level yeah yeah and as i've grown the the physical pain is manageable because everything is temporary basically yes. everything in this universe probably this universe itself exactly. but um See? The emotions come and go. They go through, you know, it's almost like sneezing, I guess. It's yeah. it, it's the but the physical, the physical pain is less likely, at least in my case, to bring tears to my eyes. It's the emotional, the worrying about people I care about and maybe some regret, things like that, that would get to me or a death in the family or even a close not even that nowadays I'm I mean I'm so comfortable with it and I, I got that from the person that I was referencing earlier she's an ex-girlfriend 
she was the first person I've ever seen cry because she she was coming into this hotel room that we were at. She was at a teacher's conference and I had the regular, let's say 5 p.m. news on and there was a mother who did something crazy, intoxicated and took her own life, I believe, and maybe that of her baby. And she came in and buried her face in my like chest and just begged me to turn it off. And I was thinking, man, she's so sensitive. Well, I said overly sensitive. Now it's just, she's sensitive. You know, overly is just now, that would just be my opinion as to what would be the right amount of sensitivity. But she cares so much about humanity and, and innocence, especially because of a child that she couldn't hold it back. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, regardless of your gender. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. My pleasure. So we shall go to the next song, which is The Rose.
Wow. Another deep song. I like your yeah, song. It makes me think of like, deep. What's that? I said I like your songs. They're all profound and deep. A lot of meaning. Yeah, that one's pretty popular too. I think that was on a soundtrack to a movie. It was that Midler. But my grandmother's name was Rose, so that was my first uh, like affinity towards that song. But it's also something that's sort of like my worldview and always has been for like as long as I can remember is that, you know, we only get one chance as far as we know. So if you love someone, you should let them know. And I don't know who said it, but it's not like I romanticize everything. It's truly just how I see the world. You know, it is a romantic place and miracles do happen. So, but that song basically illustrates, you know, you, you won't know unless you take the chance, you know? The, the, what you said, that someone is afraid to learn to dance and, you know, if you're too afraid of consequences, you're never going to learn. You might regret that. You know, I don't think people regret things that they did at the end of their life. They regret the things that they wanted to do and didn't do. The chances they didn't take, the broken or damaged relationships that they know should have been mended. But some people are stubborn and hold grudges and there's no time for that though. Yeah, it's always better to take the risk of knowing, you know, and being rejected, but at least you tried or you took the chance, you know, otherwise yeah. you never know and you might have a lifelong regret that you never expressed yourself. Yeah. Like people say, what if, you know, what if something happens? What if things go wrong? Yeah. So, okay, but what if things go right? Exactly. And unless you take the plunge, you will never know yeah. what you missed. You know, and we, we only fear the unknown. Yes. So a lot of times it could be your own. Inhibition. Self-doubt. Yes. Self-doubt or something, you know, overthinking maybe. I know that's what I've done plenty of times, you know, overthinking. Analysis paralysis. <laughs> it takes so long <laughs> contemplating. Takes so yeah. long contemplating what decision you're gonna make that you kind of just don't make a decision, or one is eventually made for you with the passage of time. And time doesn't stop for anyone, and it goes and never comes back. I mean, maybe. I mean, time. As the like, as we know it, is kind of just an invention, you know, something we put to keep track of the sun's cycle, which they're talking now about getting rid of daylight savings time. Like, well, why are we, why were we playing with it anyway? If it's just a natural cycle that's been happening since the dawn of the universe, why were we adjusting the clock? like twice a year 
they were people i guess it's you know we have circadian rhythms and we're delicate creatures i guess the cases of heart attack and maybe some other fatal issues go up a lot right after daylight savings time every year sleep is probably you know at least in it's not even america now it's just modern culture work 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 money 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 you know work yourself into the ground like you're going to be judged by the amount of possessions you have and you can't take any of it with you i think that's where a lot of you know the masses have gone wrong buying into the vanity of things the the glitz and glamour that they put on tv it's usually staged all the production to make you feel inferior as you know why don't you have these worldly possessions makes you want something you never knew you wanted and you may never need it and you probably don't and that's what steve Jobs said about the ipod Someone yeah asked why he would like what was he trying to what demand was he trying to meet what what you know was he trying to make easier for consumers and he said, I wasn't trying to meet any demand. I was trying to create one, you know, <laughs> and he did. He did. I interrupted you, though. What were you going to say? No, no, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. In fact, uh, yeah, see, he wanted to create something. And it's all to do with people's interpretation, right? You turn yeah. the creation into a consumer need or something that needs to be um, be in your position. So where he yeah, we are, uh, we humans are very complicated and uh, at some level very superficial and materialistic. Yeah. There's a good documentary on Netflix, uh, Social Dilemma. I just thought of it. Social Dilemma is what it's called. This guy Tristan Harris is on there. He runs a center for humane technology. But they, they caught early that the algorithms and Facebook, how it was set up was maybe not so great for the mental health of the consumers of their product, but they are the product, you know, the users. But yeah, there were plenty of people who realized they were really doing a number on people. And it's kind of subconscious, you know, for a lot of people, especially teens. You know, it, it showed a young girl and even young boys looking for acceptance from their peers. And, you know, they get the instant gratification. It, it does the same thing to your brain that like a drug would do, like an instant gratification. And then, you know, some people say hurtful things in comment sections and drive young kids to do things that are permanent solutions to temporary problems, if you know what I mean? You know, yes, I have seen a lot of uh, relationships break because of these social media you know, platforms. So I'm always very wary and try not to get into it as much as I can. Election time probably yes. heats things up too. 
Exactly. So it's just another form of, you know, playing with people's minds, emotions. And I don't know why it should drive people's relationship, but it does. And sometimes very adversely. Yeah. Because unfortunately, people are drawn more towards the negative things. Yeah. And they'll believe the lie more than they believe the truth sometimes. And because they don't engage in reality with people. You see, that's what I always say. Yeah, that's sad. I've seen that myself too, where yeah. it's like their online personality is the only personality they're looking to keep intact. Exactly. And that may not be the real you. You know, what's the use of, of you know, of following people, of posting likes and all these things when you don't even engage with the person. I always believe that if you can't share your number and you can't talk to me, if you can't pick up the phone and talk to me, then it doesn't make any sense, even yeah. if you're following me. So, yeah. Uh, so with that, we go to the next song, which is One of Us. Oh, yeah. So one of these nights and about 12 o'clock, it's over, Saturday land rock. Saints, we are trembling and cry for pain, for the Lord's going to come in his heaven airplane. <laughs>
song when I was pretty young. I wonder when, let me see when that one was put out. Yeah, that's kind of like a... You are still very young. Yeah, a common question, you know, if, if, if but God... But you're was, also very wise. Thank you. If God was here, would we recognize him? Would we, what, would, what would he look like? Or she, or is it a, their gender attached to it? Is God just a force, like, gravity or what if it was in a personified form i don't know what if yeah. god was one of us and also you know like i say that you know the good and the bad resides in all of us so yeah. even if you want to talk about god or the evil or the devil they're all within us we make a choice of who we want to be god-like or devil-like right it's like um, they say you got a devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other shoulder. It's you got a two beasts, you know, which one, which one wins depends on which one you feed the most. Wow, I like those words. Your intention, you know, with what's your, your thoughts, your intentions, that's, that's the food. You know. You say it's all about, you know, Nikola Tesla said it's all about frequencies and energy. And and I know we're kind of, someone talks about like 360 degrees in a circle and we're 180 negative, 180 positive. And Carl Jung spoke of a dark side in residing in us all. And it's, yeah, I think we have that. That's why, that's why we can imagine what horrific things might be going on because we don't know in some corners, dark corners of the world, what goes on, but we could only imagine based on past stories we've heard. And I feel like I've woken up lately in the past like few years, just with a lot of people globally that maybe, maybe there's more corruption than we even would have ever expected. Maybe things go on that you know, the average person is better, more of a good person than they realize. And they just couldn't believe and didn't want to believe that anything, you know, so terrible could happen. But I think by now, certain bureaucratic type of, whether it's governments or institutions or whatever, it seems like the almighty dollar is what people strive for and are willing to do unthinkable things for it. So when they say money is the root of evil, you know, it's not the money, it's the, it's the lust for it. It's the love of money that's probably the root of evil. Money is just a tool. That's right. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't find it anywhere, but I heard there was a civilization, I think in ancient India, that survived for at least 200 years. And their currency was compressed pieces of mud. 
And they said it was civil and no, you know, violence, which I believe. Um, it's definitely possible. But that's, you know, kind of interesting that it's just mud and currency is really just something that we can agree upon that is a store of value. It doesn't have to have any intrinsic value like gold or anything else, you know, and I can't even think of what gold would be used for other than electronics and conducting electricity when it comes to significant, you know, necessities kind of in life like yeah. indoor plumbing, which we kind of see now as a necessity and electricity and heating and cooling, and, you know. Yeah, so true, yes. I call all the good people I meet as, you know, human angels. You're one of them. Thank you. So the next, what? I'll try to live up to it. <laughs> You don't have to try. You are a living example. Okay. So the next song is Let Her Cry. Hootie and the Blowfish. She sits on my lambo Trying to find a thought that's escaped from mine She says, there's the one I love the most It's time to stop far behind She never lets me in Only tells me where she's been When she's had too much to drink I said it
to hear your thoughts that was like an anthem that i had with a couple female friends who were mutual friends of a girl i dated in high school and then when we broke up it was kind of like their advice to me was to let her cry and everything's going to be all right everyone remains good you know good friends no hard feelings, but we, all, all of us as a group, we were a little wild and a little toxic, but we, did, we thought we were just having fun, but we were, for some of us, it turned into dangerous behaviors. Like one of my friends, she, started going to AA and I asked her you know what what happened and she said it got to a point where she was waking up in places where she didn't remember how she got there and to be a young female I don't care what country you're in it's just anything that can happen will happen maybe not but you're better off playing it safe. And it's like, I never understood how people like Paris Hilton or Lindsay Lohan would get DWIs. You guys got plenty of money. Why don't you just get a cab or a private executive car service or something like that? Some of them show up in limousines. Why do you got to get behind the wheel? When you know before you take that first sip, that it's a bad idea to drink and drive. Do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point that when we know, we still do it anyway. Then if you make a choice, then you should be prepared for the consequences because that's what happens. Choices lead to consequences. Yeah, some that you couldn't imagine. Like you think it might just affect you, but there could be a domino effect and something like for that, just because it came up, you know, drinking and driving, who knows how many people you're putting in harm's way, what type of accident could be caused. I knew someone growing up who caused a fatality because a cigarette dropped in his lap while he was driving. 
and lost sight of the road and I was like looking down and hit somebody. Oh my God. I think someone in the NFL actually, a football player recently, within the past couple of days got hit by a car. Yeah, it's, it's You're a football fan? Huh? Are you a football fan? Yeah, I'll watch it sometimes. I didn't grow up a football fan. I wasn't really allowed to play football. My my parents, both of my parents, were kind of pretty much against it. They weren't 100% against it, but like, hey, why don't you play baseball? Why don't you play basketball? And then basketball became my thing up until and through college. It was only halfway through college that I decided to give up on my dream of playing professionally because I didn't want to go. At the time, I, I didn't want to go to a country where I didn't speak the native language. And, you know, I, I had some friends who had already graduated and signed contracts to, you know, one kid went to Korea, one went to Ireland, one went to Italy. My friend who went to Ireland only made like $9,000 in like a nine or 10 month season. You know, I said it was a you know, fun life and you're getting played, paid to play a sport that you love, but it's not like anything like the way we treat athletes in America with $100 million contracts and, and $100 million endorsement deals. And, and airplanes everywhere. Now these people take buses. <laughs> it's regular, you know. So you gave it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was, I'm undersized and I got to, I've traveled around and got to see what the competition is like. I've played against the best. I've played against people who went to the NBA. And I, it was just a realization, like there's people who were as, because I put a lot of effort into it. And that's, that's how I know that hard work always pays off because I was very committed. And, but once I got to that level, I realized there were people who were in a similar position as me, may have been more privileged, but also where, you know, I'm barely six feet tall. There's people who are six, four, six, five, like JJ Reddick in particular, I went to camp with him. And he, you know, was better than me. It was, it was clear, even to, you know, to me. Because for, as an athlete, you always want to think you're the best. And it's like, that should be the mindset you have, kind of. But when it's your career, you know, you got to, you can't lie to yourself. So I was honestly thinking that I could probably make more money going down to Wall Street, working at a finance type of position than if I were to go overseas and play basketball because the competition is way lower over in other countries too. But yeah, that was my college deciding what route I wanted to take. So everything is in context, you know, like um, when you say belly six feet tall, I'm just thinking, you know, yes, in sports, it may matter, but otherwise you're not undersized. 
Okay. Oh yeah, no, no, not like you know. I was the tall kid at a lot of places I go, but then compared to you know, I've played against people yeah. who were seven five and seven six, and like I remember we had two games back to back where there was a guy who was seven four and another guy was seven two. Wow, they're oh. out there. <laughs> okay, so shall we go to the next song? Let's do it. Love. Okay. Love, music, music, soul child. That's a good one. Like the song is, is talking to love. Yes.
Wow. So let's hear your thoughts on this song. That's another one I heard a long time ago for the first time. Um, he said, at first you didn't mean that much to me, but now I know you're all I need. I kind of like sealed the deal like for me with that song because it's the one thing that it's kind of it, it transcends words like the English language can't really do it justice because it's not just a feeling, you know, it's not a person, place, or thing. But he was kind of talking, you know, to love as if it was a person kind of in the song. Um, you know, because we will see love in, you know, the love of my life. And, you know, I see unconditional love in dogs you know it's god spelled backwards and i think it's also interesting that it's they're almost like a reflection of us too so if you mistreat a dog or abuse a dog it may end up being a vicious dog you know but if you're kind and loving towards a dog they give it back to you like more than you can handle times 10. So that's why I'm a dog lover. Because they get love. Love is just kind of like natural. You know, and love wants nothing but more love. You know? Every time that I talk to you or I have any conversation with you, Michael, it's like looking in the mirror. It's so, so amazing because uh, I say the same thing about animals, especially dogs. And there's always a lot of discussion whether unconditional love exists or not. And I firmly stand by and say unconditional love does exist. You know, and animals teach us such a lot, especially dogs. I've always given dogs as an example of how they teach us, you know, of unconditional love. And uh -huh. here you're saying that, you know, I've had dogs i've i had three dogs now i have only one uh but it's true that you know they they don't ask anything from you but they give so much you know yeah. and all they are always happy with just a little bit of love yeah. you know you can, give them the same, you can give them the same boring food every time and they never complain you can go for half an hour or for two days and come back, you'll get the same kind of affection and greeting. It never changes. Yeah. And uh, we humans, we don't, uh, we we don't do that, see that, or learn from it. So, <laughs> you know, it's like literally looking at a mirror when I talk with you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the videos of like lions and big big animals that? maybe someone trained and took care of as a smaller animal and had to give them up to a yes. wild refuge. And then they come back 15 years later exactly. and yeah, on the cage and a lion comes looking like it's going to attack you. And it just grabs the woman or whoever and just starts yes. kissing them and hugging them. Because they don't the forget. Yes. Uh, they don't yeah, they, forget. No, they don't forget. They don't forget. Yeah. It's only human 
you know, who are animals who forget. They talk of gratitude, they talk of mindfulness, they talk of love, they talk of kindness. But when you ask them to give examples of practice what you preach, mm, uh, they won't be able to come What have you done for me lately? Exactly. What have you done for anybody lately? I mean, this whole pandemic has also shown us the mirror, right? How many people actually turned away when you needed help the most? And it's been there pre-pandemic, it'll be there post-pandemic. Like I say, Jesus came and went, but I don't think we learned very much. No. And I, I figured this whole COVID thing was going to give the, the C-suite executives a good view of who's actually productive at our company and, and who's working eight-hour days and spending seven of them at a water cooler just gossiping and doing an hour's worth of work. Now, when you're home, working from home, they're still going to see most likely every keystroke, what you're spending your time on, you know, are you, exactly. you know, so they, they know now that, you know, this is how much time you've allotted towards the company and, and our work. So that's what I figured the pandemic was going to do for people who had corporate positions that are, you know, hourly. Exactly. So, you know, COVID actually showed us the mirror of humans, you know, how they are in reality. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. Some people are probably, you know, getting, getting sick of living with some people, but, you know, I, I have seen other instances where people wanted to be together, but there were like COVID authorities that were coming in and like, making people stay separate, you know, maybe if they're in a nursing home or something like that, but people need to connect more. And this isn't, you know, over the internet isn't a replacement. It's just a, a compliment to it. It shouldn't replace human interaction. You know, like when we were talking about the lions and other animals, you don't forget, I was thinking about, I don't know if it's oxytocin or what it is, but it's the babies will die if they're not touched. You know, they need that affection and they can smell, you know, the mother and, oh, maybe it's the, the spot on the baby's head, like the soft spot. Maybe that's the oxytocin. Have you ever heard of oxytocin? I think that's yeah. how you pronounce it. All the time. Yeah. yeah. No, but so, it's true that, you know, amazing. It's true if babies, uh, I mean, they need that human touch, right? They need to be held close. They need all those, you know, physical touches. So you cannot replace certain things and you should not replace certain things. How we dealt with treating COVID patients is something which I'm totally against. When you're ill and sick, all I know is you would want somebody to be around you, right? You don't put somebody in, in a place of, you know, that you're on your own suffering. I mean, how does it help you, right? So I think the way we dealt with it was quite more traumatic than the illness itself. I mean, so, why don't we treat an illness just as an illness? I mean, it's here to stay, right? So it's, we have to learn to live with it. I think the, um, the, 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 the system isn't broken 
it was designed that way. I think personally, I think there are powers at play who profit from calamities and and natural disasters, unnatural disasters, like something has been fishy about this from day one. Influenza disappeared, you know, I don't know. So it's, uh, I see a control thing, like a control apparatus where they want to track people, you know, track people's movements. I saw something in China where there was a, I don't know if it was a mall or what, but they have on their phones, it tell like the tracers, it'll tell you if you've been, and it might be color coded based on like a heightened danger level or whatever. Everyone got an alert that there was someone who had been exposed to it in that mall and they shut all the doors and locked everyone in. There were people scaling walls trying to get out or because they said one guy or one woman had been exposed to it. My God, terrible. Yeah, and that's just mayhem. That's not, come on, you couldn't go. This is the first time in history they've quarantined the healthy. The sick usually get quarantined and put to the side. Not the healthy. So now because of one person in about 5,000 probably, four or 3,000 that were in that mall, look packed. You're going to create chaos like that? That's like yelling fire in a crowded theater. Yeah. It looked like mayhem. So yeah, definitely how how it's been handled is not not even close to ideal or efficient. It makes no sense, but I don't think it's supposed to. I think it's a means to an end. Yeah, you can always profit from the worst uh... Uh, disasters and calamities as history has shown us always crisis go to waste yes that's what they say yes so with that we come to the last song time it's a good one it's of the essence i'd like to take a minute to apologize I'm not taking advantage of you Through all the years you've passed me by Honestly, I really wanted to be mad at you yes. For so many hours waiting yet I finally know what it means to be patient Everything has its place, yeah, and reason, and I've learned that time waits for nothing, no, and everything yeah. is gonna take its time for me to have Yeah. 
think that if I tried, then maybe I could change the things that I regretted in my past life. But through all the lessons that you've taught me, I have learned my experiences enhanced my character. Yes. Now, as I look back with what I know now, I can say that I wouldn't change a thing. Cause I love who I became. Yeah. And when it's all said and done, I can only live for today. Cause I It's what we were saying earlier. I know we we mentioned it. Um, not letting the time just pass us by. If we love someone, let them know. Do what you think is right. You're going to be judged for it regardless. 
you know, I try to learn from times where I was overthinking and in hindsight, I knew I was overthinking, but it's time we won't get back. So do what you think is right. And that's, you know, the whole song basically is that concept that, you know, said you are of the essence. And I feel like all these songs have an overarching love kind of theme and like a, a seize the moment type of feel. And, you know, we were speaking earlier about things that it made me think of some of the songs and that song Rescue, how it, that Lauren Daigle, that first song had me thinking about my first time. What room were we even in? Like, what was the topic? We were in a clubhouse room. I don't remember the topic, but uh, it was where I was called on stage to share my story or to introduce myself. And uh, I talked about my book, Against All Odds, No Retakes, No Manuals, Real Life Lessons, my autobiography. And I shared my journey. That's where, you know, you heard my story. Yeah, that's when it, it touched me because I had an you know, someone I still will always love and care about. Um, I won't say her name, but someone who she's from my past and, you know, we remain friends, you know, in touch, but she lost her virginity against her will. She was raped and then she was raped again in college and there was a part in your story where you were talking about kind of being treated like outcasts at one point, like maybe people wanted to sweep it under the rug. And I know just as much as anybody that it affects you psychologically and it can affect you the rest of your life. And just from dating someone who had been a survivor of that, it affected me to the point where I was actually being prescribed medicine to deal with my anxiety because I really didn't, I don't know if I told you this, but I, I used to think that maybe like, you know, the worst, the worst kind of guy in the world was was only just a little bit worse than me. And I didn't think, I thought it's it sounds stupid now, but I didn't think that that happened. I really thought it was just movies and like uh, maybe like uh, caveman type of times or something. So I was like, I remember thinking that I wished 
you know, if only at that time, because I didn't know, mind you, this, this woman was with this girl. We had been friends for like a decade and we didn't, we weren't, you know, like romantic and dating or anything until after that 10 years. And I, I didn't know this about her until we started opening up to each other. And it, you know, it kind of just clicked in my brain that she was, even in her own words, damaged because she had said things to me in the past one time she said she she didn't think she was worthy of me and I thought it was the oddest thing to say and it's I think she's pretty much okay now but you know the price of that memory now is just having that memory and remembering the sorrow and the the powerless the helplessness and because I remember she got to a point where you know they do the victim blaming and I think she was blaming herself for a while and that bothered me a lot too because yeah you there's so many things that you could have done differently not like not showed up to that certain party or whatever it was but the time like you said doesn't stop for anybody and she's such a good you know and was naive innocent girl that always sees the good in things that she probably didn't think that that type of thing would ever be in her realm you know in her the vicinity of her but I could only imagine but yeah, that was when it resonated with me that because I think even her parents, because like you said, yours, yours happened in India and my ex's parents are both from New Delhi. And I don't even know if the father believed her at first. I really think he didn't believe her. That yeah. And did they did, me a lot. did her parents uh, support her? Did they take any action in the pursuit of justice? So she survived it without uh, getting uh, justice. I mean, she, not uh, even justice. She, the, her parents weren't even really very like supportive of her. Exactly, exactly. The, the, the second one, the second perpetrator. Yes. It happened in college, but they both went to the same high school, which was my high school. Yeah. My ex's mother, the, the, the perpetrator's mother, is friends with my ex's mother and has come over to talk with my ex's mother while my ex is home so you have someone who raped you's mom coming over to talk to your mom as if they're friends and it's all everything's good let's talk about it but she confided in her mother that she wasn't the only one and this kid actually got kicked out of college no charges so he's got like a family uh, 
a wife and kids, I believe now, but no charges ever filed for, in my opinion, one of the, the crime that charges should definitely be filed. Of course. If not worse than that, like. So basically, but, so basically this is the classic case where he got away with it and the families, both sides actually did nothing and just supported yeah. or put it there, brushed it under the carpet. And that's the worst kind of thing. So when she uh, will use things like damaged goods and she will say that, you know, I'm not worthy of you, where does it come from? It comes from what was given to her, means nobody believed her, nobody took any action. And she has to live with that for the rest of her life. You may think that she's okay now, but Trust me, these kind of heinous crimes, they leave a mark on you if you don't get justice, if you don't bring it out in the open and have a closure on it. It's a crime. But when you, um, when you refuse to acknowledge the crime, then the bigger crime that happens in society is that you leave somebody with scars from which they may never heal. And that's... I. That's one point I was very clear that my daughter is not going to feel that she was responsible, guilty, ashamed of anything. And it was not her fault. To move on in life, you need a closure on these things. That's why we have the court system, the justice system. What does closure look like? Well, the closure does look like that at least we got, uh, I mean, it was very hard i understand why the same families will say if they heard my story they will say that's the reason why we don't go to court but i don't agree and no matter how hard it is you do go to court you know and um, uh, yes we were ostracized we were you know nobody talked to us nobody would have anything to do with us that didn't deter me from going to court and at least he got some sentencing maybe the quantum of sentence is not enough from our perspective, but he did get, he get, he got 10 years and at least there was a closure. There was a crime committed he and somebody was held accountable, not somebody, the perpetrator was held accountable. And uh, yes, that makes- How long after? How long after means? How long after the fact was no, the justice served? No, it took, it took, the court system took eight years. Eight years. Eight years of going to court every day for every hearing. That's what I did. And that's detailed in my book as to what it means to go to court every day to hear that. It's like being, it's like revisiting the crime scene or the crime or the trauma again and again and again. So you can imagine what, what it takes to go to court. Judges have themselves said that it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of Definitely. mental, emotional space to come to court. It's apart from the finances. It can leave, lead you to bankruptcy. But more than that is the, is the human, uh, uh, you know, the breakdown that you will have to face if you decide to take that step. For me, it was a no option. That's who I am. Well, now, like in, for the person that I care so much about, it was already so many years ago that justice in the form of a court system, and, you know, I'm in the U.S., I don't believe in this court system one bit, not one single bit, 
Most of them are criminals. They're just criminals in ties. That's it. Call it how it really is. Not how it might be. That's what it is. So I'm not going to rely on those people to bring justice because they don't want justice to be served. Yeah. So, That's why if you've yeah. seen in most uh, pictures and all, you'll see uh, the there's a woman or somebody holding up the scales, but she's yep. blinded. So, yeah, because justice should be blind. You know, yes. but that's why they want to have algorithms do, do the justice now, but they're just going to have the same inherent biases as whoever programmed the algorithm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so everybody has the bias, including the uh, court officials, you know, yep. so they also have the biases because they're humans. And so it is very, very tough to get uh, justice in many, many cases. And that's why we don't get justice. The point here that I'm trying to make is that should not stop you from taking the right step. If you take the right step, that is very important. It's important for people to come out and take the step. And that's why I wrote my book to tell people it's very hard, but do take that step. You know, like your friend, you do not know what scars she has and will carry and what she had to go through. Apart from the rape, imagine your family not supporting you and probably telling you that you were in some ways responsible. Do you know how much people actually damage you with just their words, you know, with the psychological thing that they heap on each other? And that is, I think, more of a crime for which there is no justice, there is no court of law, yeah. nothing, you know? So. Because that's like a brainwashing because you just don't want to deal with the. Exactly. <laughs> And how can you just, you know, for crimes like this, how can you just, you know, even if you know them, how can you just say, okay, I know these people and what will happen in society and we can't really go out and, you know, tell them we meet them and we have been, you know, having a social standing with them. So many times such crimes, they just go unreported. For the very few that come forward, there are thousands and thousands which go unreported. How many date rapes happen? But do they always land up in a court? No, you'll probably be blamed, no? Why did you drink? Why did you take the drugs? Why did you go to the party? How did you dress? All those kind of things. And, you know, and whether it's America, India, or anywhere in the world, we will hear these comments that, you know, men will be men, boys will be boys. You know, these things are very natural. Sometimes things go out of hand. No, they don't. Yeah, no, 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 that's not men just being men yes but we've had hear comments about. like that in india we've yeah, had we have had politicians saying that you know boys will be boys over rape crimes so that's wow that guy's probably a rapist whoever said that like you know rape you know boys do it yes what would your mother like my mom would kill me like it's unthinkable it's un it's literally unthinkable yeah. anyway i just want to we've come to the end of the show do you have anything which you would like to share if you have any project or if you're doing something what stage in life you can share that with the audience uh, i'm not really I'm just maybe we can do this again though. This was yes, fun. of course. Episode number two. There's always more 
when it comes to talking with Michael, that much I can <laughs> say, and it's never enough. So, and, uh, you know, in some companies like yours, I would like to say that it's a wonderful feeling because it's like safe. It's like feeling, you know, that you are in a company where you resonate with a kindred soul and uh, there can be only love and respect. And so it's always a pleasure talking with you, Michael, and I hope to do a second episode. But thank you for hanging out with me today. And uh, it Thanks was a very me. pleasure and precious time for me. Well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. I love talking to you. Yes, likewise. So 